The Middle East is one of the most conflict-ridden areas of the planet. But this is hardly surprising if you know the region's history. Within this 5 million square mile area exist seemingly endless number of ethnic groups, cultures and sects, each within their own motivations, alliances and grudges. Yet, perhaps no single state has ignited more conflicts than Israel. Given recent events erupting near the end of 2023, it is important for us to refresh our memories on the history behind this intercommunal phenomenon. Because while the situation may indeed be complex, that doesn't mean we shouldn't try to understand it. My name is Dr. David Walalu, and you are watching the Geopolitics in Conflict show. Tens of thousands of people have fled northern Gaza, and many still remain. The United Nations says nearly a million Palestinians have fled their homes in the Gaza Strip in the week since Israel launched its military response. So far, more than 900 Israelis are said to have been killed in the past few days. President Biden has vowed rock-solid support for Israel and warned against other countries taking advantage of the situation. The Arab-Israeli conflict. What is it and what isn't? The vast majority of people look at the Arab-Israeli conflict and immediately attempt to explain it in clear, easy-to-understand terms. This is forgivable in that it is in our nature to simplify the complex. However, in this case, using shorthand to describe the situation can lead to serious problems and misunderstandings. For instance, it's almost insulting to attempt to call the Arab-Israeli conflict a religious war. While it's true that most Arabs are Muslim and most residents of Israel are Jewish, these differences are only one part of what separates the belligerents. To that point, it's also unfair to say this is a conflict with only two sides because of the cultural and ethnic differences between countries in the region, many of which stretch back centuries or even millennia. Area states are just as likely to war with one another as they are to fight against Israel. Iran made up of Persians fought a brutal eight-year war against Arab Iraq in the 1980s. Yet, despite these differences, both have similar policies when it comes to Israel. And keep in mind that this is just one example of the many tumultuous interstate relationships that cross ethnic, religious, and territorial boundaries. So while Israel's existence is often the impetus for debate and conflict in the Middle East, it's grossly inaccurate to describe the problem as being between Muslims and Jews, Arabs and Jews, or Zionist versus anti-Zionist states. Palestine as the linchpin to greater conflict. The roots of the Arab-Israeli conflicts are often attributed to the support by Arab League members countries for the Palestinians, a fellow Arab League member. This has been an issue since Israel's reformation in the 20th century. 
At times, issues were subdued, resulting in simmering tensions, punctuated by the occasional outburst. In other times, Israel's complex relationships with the Palestinians has resulted in a direct action and even outright war with other countries. And while the foundation for Israel-Palestinian conflict may be territorial, more than a century of bloodletting has created a conflict of ideals between what might be described as Zionist and Arab nationalist forces. But again, these two ideologies did not develop in a vacuum. In order to understand their impact on the people in the region, we have to better understand the history behind them. The historical roots of Israel. Where does it start? Israel's existence as a nation dates back several thousand years to the days of King David and his son King Solomon. Even in the early days, Israel was conquered and reconquered by various groups, starting with the Assyrians, the Babylonians, and continuing with the Romans, Greeks, and Arabs. This conquest led to what's known as the Jewish diaspora, in which people from regions emigrated to other parts of the world, mainly Europe. It's also important to note that these immigrants often had trouble assimilating and were met with suspicion or outright violence from the majority in their new homes. But World War I helped change this. In 1917, British Foreign Secretary Arthur James Belfort submitted a letter of intent supporting the establishment of a Jewish homeland in Palestine, known as the Belfort Declaration, as it came to be called. Became a reality when the Allies won the war and Ottoman rule over the region dissipated. By 1922, the British mandate over Palestine had been approved by the League of Nations despite vehement opposition from Arabs in the region. As a result, thus began a slow and steady migration of Jewish people to their traditional homeland and the slow displacements of the people currently living there. The 20th century, War and tensions, the simultaneous rise of Zionism, a movement advocating for a Jewish homeland, and Arab nationalism clearly set to stage for conflict. Arab nations were furious at what they saw as the subjugation and expulsion of Palestinians by Israeli settlers. However, due to pogroms in Eastern Europe and the Holocaust during World War II, more and more ethnic and religious Jews would continue to flock to Israel throughout the mid-20th century. However, the British only maintained control over the region until 1947, after which point Israel became an independent state. That same year, the United Nations partisan plan to create separate Jewish and Arab states in Palestine led to the 1948 Arab-Israeli War. During this conflict, five Arab nations, Egypt, Jordan, Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon, immediately invaded their new neighbor. Thousands were killed on both sides. 
but the nine-month-long conflict not only resulted in an Israeli victory, but also displacement of most Palestinian Arabs. According to the peace treaty, Jordan will get control over the West Bank, and Egypt will get control over the Gaza Strip. However, the real losers in the conflict were the Palestinians, with around 700,000 being expelled from their homes. Ultimately, this is what led to the foundation for the protracted conflict that still rages on today. The shift into the 20th century. Well, from the 1950s on, attacks against Israel from Palestinian forces in Gaza and the West Bank became frequent occurrences. This is despite multiple different countries and leaders attempting to intervene and negotiate some sort of peace. Israel also went to war with Egypt in 1960s and again in the 1970s. But as the century came to a close, Israel seemed stronger than ever and Palestinians' resistance had devolved into assassination attempts and sporadic strikes mainly against civilians. This led many countries to label Palestine as a terrorist state, ultimately removing most support for the cause outside of the Arab League. This new balance of power was further spurred on by a number of factors. For instance, the end of the Cold War reduced the superpower rivalry that had previously fueled regional conflicts. The United States has emerged as the dominant international actor, and it maintained a close relationship with Israel. Obviously, this alliance gave critics a lot to think about before launching any anti-Israeli action. Meanwhile, some Arab countries began to shift their priorities away from the Palestinian cause towards their own security, economic development, and regional power dynamics. Perhaps most importantly to all, Israel began adopting a more defensive posture. Using its close ties with the United States, the country began establishing a series of physical barriers and defense systems to limit threats from nearby nations and Palestinian fighters. The role of the Arab League and the Palestinian support into all this. That said, Palestinians were not completely without support. The Arab League, consisting of some 20 plus nations, had historically supported the Palestinian cause, both diplomatically and financially. Over the years, various member countries have been involved in peace initiatives, while others have supplied weapons in hope of stoking a Palestinian uprising. But while individual nations in the League have taken various actions, it's impossible to sort out specifically what the League itself wants to happen with regard to Israel and the Palestinians. In the past, the organization has condemned Egypt for signing a peace treaty with Israel, ignoring the establishment of the Palestinian National Authority after the Oslo Accord and endorsed a 2022 Saudi Arabia's initiative which called for a full withdrawal by Israel to the 1967 borders. Many of these actions indirectly, if not directly, contradict one another. 
and it's possible. That's precisely the point. For example, some experts claim that the Arab League's support for Palestine is largely symbolic, as it is typically used as a bargaining chip in regional conflict or politics or peace negotiations. However, it's important to note that only six of the current 22 members have recognized Israel as a sovereign nation. This seems to hint at a larger Arab-Israeli dynamics still at work, one that might have big implications for the near and distant future. So what is the modern perspective's ongoing realities and possible future for the Arab-Israeli conflict? Well, on the 7th of October 2023, Palestinian militant groups launched a series of coordinated attacks on Israel, who immediately declared war in retaliation. In the weeks that followed, the conflict has received condemnation from supporters on both sides and renewed discussions over the region's complicated history. Indeed, while agreements like the 2020 Abraham Accord has somewhat normalized relations between Israel and its neighbors, the war with Palestine's Hamas military group has reopened centuries of old wounds. At this point, it's impossible to tell precisely how this current conflict will end or how it will impact the ongoing efforts to establish peace in the region. What does seem clear is that Israel cannot hope for lasting peace or safety while the Palestinian crisis continues, whatever form that crisis takes. So whatever a resolution might look like, reaching some end point seems integral to the cessation of the hostilities and establishments of lasting Israeli-Arab relations. And while Israel continues to enjoy staunch support from major allies like those in the United States, public opinions, both inside and outside Israel borders, seems to be turning towards the Palestinian cause. The fact that Israel maintains a massive, highly technological army and powerful defense systems with which Palestine cannot possibly compete does not help the optics. Neither does the 24-hour news cycle, for that matter, which provide people all over the world with an inside view into the suffering on both ends or both sides. Depending on what happens with the current conflict, it's possible that Israel's international reputation may never recover, especially among its Arab neighbors. This, more than any other factor, could put the nation-state at risk. Israel, past, present, and future. The Arab-Israeli conflict is rooted in centuries of history, as well as ideologies like Zionism and Arab nationalism. It is not purely religious nor purely secular in nature, nor can it be summed up as a simply Israel versus the rest of the Middle East, or vice versa. For this reason, the future of this ongoing conflict relies on several key factors. First, there is diplomacy, the ability of stakeholders to engage in meaningful negotiations will be pivotal in resolving the conflict 
and normalizing a relation. Next, they are the regional dynamics, the changing alliances and priorities of regional actors, as well as the role of the Arab League will drastically influence the trajectory of the conflict. This will only become more and more apparent if and when larger non-regional power gets involved. Finally, we have changes in demographics and public opinion as sentiment among Israelis, Palestinians, and other regional citizens evolves. It will have a distinct bearing on the conflict's direction because in the end, people are not their governments, nor are they their ancestors, their religions, or their cultures. Ultimately, the solution to this situation will be one between one group of humans and another, both of which have a right to exist. Thank you.